In his recent budget, the Tamil Nadu finance minister had allocated a first-of-its-kind 20 crore fund for NGOs in Tamil Nadu who look after abandoned animals and strays. And with me, the finance minister himself, thank you very much for your time. Uh, how important is this? I think, you know, we pride ourselves that we are a humane society, that the nature of our compassion should keep expanding as we get better informed and as our economic situation improves. So starting with the social justice to break through the caste hierarchies, then through differently able people, then through, uh, you know, gender uh, differences, through uh, sexual orientation, the courts have now said is uh, not discriminable. So, you know, the mark of an advanced uh, compassionate society is to be uh, kind towards everybody. And in this case, I think we have reached almost middle income status in Tamil Nadu. And so partly because of our ancestral culture, partly because of our economic situation, we felt the time was now to expand uh, who all we care for. And so this was a step. You yourself have rescued, adopted, in fact, two rescue dogs. Uh, were they your inspiration for this? Yeah, I'm not sure it's one man's policy, but obviously the fact that I have uh, two rescues in Chennai and two in Madurai, actually, I have four of them, uh, made me happy. But at some level, all the decisions are the chief minister's. Right. You know, we all give inputs and the final approval is from him. So I think it marks more the chief minister's expansive view. Of course, as a dog lover and as a rescuer of uh, four dogs myself, I'm very happy about it. Right. Since we are meeting you first time after the recent budget now, uh, the thousand rupee poll promise for women heads of families, you have said it will be implemented once the financial situation improves in Tamil Nadu. How, how, how soon do you think that could be possible? Yeah, it's hard for me to say. I mean, if I knew, I'd say it then. But uh, what I said there, maybe I can elaborate a bit more here. It's not even the financial situation alone that worries me. It is that every day in every way when we analyze the data, we find that there are good girl, come on. we find that there are many instances where we have huge leakage right so you know i've said very clearly at least me personally my philosophy is uh, it is less of a problem if a few undeserving beneficiaries get something at an individual level for example if we insist on uh, aadhar and fingerprint but some people cannot get their fingerprint to match especially older people, give them the rice anyway, it's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. It is uh, more of a sin, in my opinion, than an administrative failure if uh, qualifying beneficiaries don't get the benefits they're supposed to get because our systems are not that great. For example, I've said in the budget that our analysis shows that those elderly most in need of support because they don't have a relative, they don't have somebody to help them navigate the system, don't have anybody to help them fill out the form, go through the process. Those are the people most likely to be missed by the system. So we start a system that says we want to take care of the bottom up. We're able to get the second last, the third last. We're not able to get the last, at least some of the data suggests. So that to me is a greater failure than a few beneficiaries getting undue benefits. But the greatest of all failures is when we find institutional kind of violation or malfeasance. So in many cases we have found 
where in the ration system or towards the you know the 4000 rupees or towards other aspects or in the gold loans in the right. agricultural loans so many examples right agricultural loans where the adangal is referencing some land inside a government arts college mm-hmm. they have taken and gotten waiver over uh, tens of thousands of so called gold uh, um, jewelry pledged turned out the covers were empty so that kind of scale uh, malfeasance often with insider help right. that leads to the loss of hundreds or thousands of crores of rupees that i think is the biggest worst failure of all so our job is to prevent that from happening and i don't want to go too far into detail but i can say that we are only part of the way there you know we don't have we're trying to create infrastructure that should have been built 10 20 years ago right and it hasn't so we're trying to build so as quickly as we can get i mean again the 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 chief minister makes all final decisions but me personally my recommendation would be i want my conscience to be clean i don't want to do a system that will allow for institutional loss of thousands of crores i think that's where the bottleneck right. is are you also trying to in this process reduce the total number of beneficiaries drastically no i have no i mean listen uh, i think you're coming at this from completely the wrong way we don't start with the number in our head of beneficiaries we start with the intention we are a compassionate society we want inclusive growth we want a social security system where nobody is left out our job is to get these benefits to the people that need them i have zero predetermined numbers in my head i have what i would consider reasonable guideposts or boundaries that i know i know there are x crore cards i know there are x crore human beings i know that if i was to break those into families there are y crore families i know what the per capita income is is 2x india uh, or slightly more i know what the um, uh, cut off for not having enough to eat is so i am trying to figure out where is that subset of people who the government needs to help if the number turns out to be x or 2x or half x it's not my problem i don't have any predetermined notion in my head so it's not like we say we have this much money let's find this many people now we say let's find all those who are in need who this program will greatly help the quality of their lives which will make us sleep better that we have a compassionate humane inclusive society and let's get the funds or the resources or the support to them why why i asked you is that the opposition makes it appear that uh, you have made a poll promise which is very difficult to fulfill yeah listen uh, i refer back to the chief minister statement he read out in the assembly how many hundreds of poll promises from something as simple as uh, you know uh, we will give a cell phone right that the opposition has left behind i'll go one step further there is a government in delhi which said at various points forget poll promise 15 lakhs per head of family in government policy statement give me 50 days if all the black money is not gone do xyz all those have not been fulfilled so in fact i'll go one step further i am relatively new to politics i am very cautious about what i do when i ran for election in 2016 i didn't give a single poll promise not not one zero of course the party's poll promise applied to me but i never even reiterated that in my campaign i said what for me we think i'll do a good job in 21 i gave only three poll promises i said i will fix the water system i will fix the sewage system 
and I will ensure the Tirupani is done to that Madurai temple. I am confident I'll deliver those. So I'm, that's the level at which I take. If I go the other way, I would say in the history of Tamil Nadu, there has never been a chief minister as diligent about delivering poll promises as current chief minister, my leader. So he is the one who is hounding us every day, when, 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 when. Lastly, recently you made a statement that Tamil Nadu is not a poor state. You also cited people owning refrigerators, living in own houses. Are you in a sense trying to undermine the poor people living in a bit to give a kind of a glorious picture of the state when no, the truth no, is no, not? No, 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 no. I mean, it's a very important question, but you have exactly the wrong interpretation, <laughs> right? What I'm trying to say is, if I'm a poor state where 80% of the people don't have enough to eat, my highest priority should be getting food to everybody. And if I can't do much more than that, because that will take massive resources, that's adequate for me as a performance. If I am Bihar, where the per capita income is 50,000 rupees or 60,000 rupees, and the uh, uh, high school graduation rate is less than 25 or 30%, I have a different focus. If I am Gujarat where there's only one doctor for every thousand people, I should have a different goal. What I'm trying to say is that our policies must be based on data. That is the profound point that none of the journalists seem to pick up on. Certainly, the, the you know, nitwits in the opposition party didn't seem to understand that. It is data, it is understanding of society that should drive policy. It is the exact opposite of what the union government says. They say suppress all the data because it's showing us in a bad light. I say I want more and more and more and more. And when I get it, it is sometimes shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you start with the fact that the per capita income in Tamil Nadu is almost 3 lakh rupees. And that you have almost 52% gross enrollment ratio. Now, the first question is, is that mathematically a poor state? It is not. It is a middle income state. How many poor states can 52% of... 17 to 21 year olds afford to go to college without getting paid, without going for manual work. What was surprising to me in the last 10 months since coming to office is that I have access now to much more granular data from the University of Michigan surveys, from the MIDS surveys, from the JPAL surveys, and that data paints a picture that is much more consonant, logical, expected to match 3 lakh per capita income and 52% gross enrollment ratio. So I'm just making that point that in a society where the data says with a 2.6 lakh household sample, the data says 75% own their own houses, 90% have mobile phones, 60% uh, plus have two-wheelers and 50% uh, roughly have uh, refrigerators, surely this is a different society than a Bihar or a UP. In fact, it's even a different society than a Gujarat, where the Yetra Talve, where right. the Gini coefficient is much higher, where the disparity in wealth is much higher. That does not mean that we should not take care of the poor. In fact, I'll go the reverse. It means it's doubly my responsibility to catch those few people who are left out and protect them. Otherwise, I have unequal growth. Otherwise, I'm not fulfilling social justice as my goal. Right. Otherwise, I'm not inclusive. So the richer I am, the more I'm duty-bound to protect the weak. It's not the other way, right? right? It's stupidity to say that because you're rich, you don't take care of the weak. Because you're rich, you can afford to take care of the weak. It is your moral obligation to take care of the weak. Lastly, this $1 trillion economy the Chief Minister has been uh, having it as his vision. Uh, do you think that's plausible in the five years? 
there was not five years, it was ten years, and I've done the math and I've explained it multiple times. Compared to where we were, we needed to hit between 13 and 14 percent CAGR, compound annual growth rate. The good news is the first year we've hit 14 and a half. The better news is that the next two years, between the formulaic projections as stated by the 15th Finance Commission and the CSO data, we are projecting to hit 14 percent a year for the next two years. And that's probably an underestimate. Now that's very important because if you have a model that requires X compounded for 10 years, it's very important you hit that X the first few years. If later the fifth year and the sixth year you go X minus two, X minus three, you can make it up in one or two years. But if you have two, three years of X minus three or X minus four, right. the remaining years will require to have X plus eight. It's just math. Right. So it's hugely important the first three years, and I'm now much more comfortable that we will hit the target rate for the first three or four years. Once that happens, we are hedged, we are protected. Even if we have one or two bad years, right. we can make it up in one or two years because the compounding effects would have already built in, baked in.